Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lead Her Life podcast. I am so excited for you to listen to this week's episode where we talk with Anastasia Uspenskaya, who is a certified professional accountant. And I know Anastasia from my professional career. We've worked together and she is simply amazing. She is such a go-getter, so I think you're going to love this conversation where we talk about the challenges of restarting a career after she immigrated here to Canada. We talk about balancing work and life and raising twins while she completed her accounting certification. Anastasia also provides tips on teaching children the value of a dollar and how to budget your personal finances. So without further ado, here is Natasha and my conversation with Anastasia. Welcome to Lead Her Life Podcast. I'm Natasha. And I'm Dee. Our goal with this podcast is to inspire, entertain, and help you lead your life by sharing our stories and speaking with other empowered female leaders. Thank you, Anastasia, for being on the podcast. We really appreciate you being here with us today. And so to get started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with your career in finance? Absolutely. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to do this with you ladies. I'm a Russian immigrant and I came to Canada around 11 years ago. Uh, Happy to call Canada my home. I have two kids. They're twins, boy and girl twins who are eight right now. And I'm a big pet lover. I have four cats and a dog. And I just got a new job as an assistant controller at a big manufacturing plant in Kitchener and uh, how I started my career uh, after I graduated from one of the leading universities in uh, Russia and I took finance and audit as my majors there I went to work for KPMG because audit firms are career starters all over the world and they give you a really good jump start into a finance career wherever you are. Cool. And what did you do after KPMG? I did a couple jobs while I was still in Russia. So I did financial analysis and reporting uh, at a big plant power generating company that was power generating the whole Moscow, which is 25 million people. Moscow, not the company. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. And then I, when I came over uh, to Canada, I had to... Uh, basically restart my career, I want to say, because uh, when you are a fresh immigrant in Canada, it's almost like being a fresh uh, graduate in Canada. So any experience you have in the past doesn't really count. And I was in um, sales support at Open Text in Waterloo for just over a year. And that's when I went and uh, started my uh, CMA certification, which is now the CPA certification. Mm -hmm. And soon after, I became a revenue analyst at uh, OpenText. So it was more finance, real finance thing. And from there, I went on to that same manufacturing plan that I'm at right now to become the financial analyst. Uh, Then I became senior financial analyst, then I became the uh, financial planning and analysis manager. And after that, I went to the University of Waterloo where I met Deanna and I was financial (laughs) officer there for just over a year. And now I'm back at the, uh, the big plant. 
Wow. Quite wow. The and we, yeah. And coming over, did you know a lot of English growing I up? Did, did you learn English? Yeah. My first education was actually, I'm a teacher of uh, German and English. So, okay. and I knew that I would be leaving Russia at some point. I knew pretty early in my life. So I was learning languages hard. So when I came over, yeah, I had that advantage of where I was speaking it quite fluently at the point where I came. And KPMG, when you work at one of the audit firms, they all of our paperwork was in English. So I knew the written English well when I came and then I had to pick up on some spoken English. Right. And, and was it challenging then to, at the time, because when you write your CPA, it's a, is it a test or it's a, a series of tests or the CMA, uh, I guess, at the time? It was back, back then it was CMA. So it's a three-year program or used to be a three-year program where you, uh, first year you attend courses basically every weekend, full weekends were learning, accounting, and then uh, the second year were more like group sessions where uh, you work on assignments together and keep learning as well every every weekend. And then third year was, I think we still was do, were doing the group thing. And then some of, and then, yeah, there was a final project where we had to prepare a presentation, big presentation together and take some accounting tests as well. It wasn't that hard, to be honest, but I knew few immigrants who were in the program with me who were really struggling with the language issues, so. Right, right. I know I, I say that because I actually was an accounting major for a moment. Uh, and they, I mean, once I learned about all of the courses and the tests and everything, I dropped out of it pretty quick and, and I went back to marketing. But it's a it's a very hard career path to follow i personally think yeah it it, it With, isn't easy you know. <laughs> i might yeah it's it was <laughs> thing was when i started my program and i think that's what helped me i already had the uh, accounting uh, degree from the russian university as well as the practical experience of i think i worked for four years in finance by the time i started my certification so it wasn't like Oh, credit and debit. What are they like? Right, you know? right. So it wasn't me blank listed and staring out in the space like, oh, those numbers, why balance sheet and how does it work? I knew I had the background. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with this school. But yeah, you probably need practical experience first and then start the certification. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of leads into the next question that we had, and that's that for a woman who wants to become a leader in the finance industry, whether they want to become a CPA or not, what advice would you give them? Well, first of all, uh, it is a challenging career, like Natasha was saying, and yet it's a rewarding career because knowing your numbers magic is is really, really rewarding. And then... First thing I would decide for someone who wants to go into finance is to decide which area in finance suits you best, because there is your financial, the the core accounting, financial accounting, then there is management accounting, and then there is financial analysis, reporting, audit, 
controllership, taxation, and the list goes on. So research what you think will be uh, of your interest and plan your career towards it. The other thing that I personally found was lacking in my uh, university education in finance and also in uh, the CPA program was the technical skills. I had to learn uh, software. Diana knows I love Excel, but mm -hmm. I learned Excel at KPMG in my first job and it was a crash course. Like it was brutal for the first year. So for someone out there who wants to learn the finance and be successful in finance, take software courses as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be Excel, but accounting software ERPs knowledge would be something that would be, I don't know if there are any courses out there. I, I know there are courses in Excel for sure, but technical skills is also uh, a must for a good career start. Yeah, you do have amazing Excel skills and I think that that's Thank something, you. yeah, that now that we've had somebody in the financial officer position, it's definitely something that I would look for in a financial officer is to have amazing Excel skills, and it's definitely beneficial to a company. So brush up on Thank those Excel you, Dan. skills. Thank you, Dan. No, and those are great tips. Those are great tips. And then as a woman who has had such a successful career like yourself in the finance industry, can you speak to some of the challenges that you faced just either, you know, being an immigrant, if, if there were any biases from that or your gender, any, any type of challenges? I would say that it all varies by industry, the amount of biases that you face because in audit, I don't think anyone cared about, um, there were no biases in, in terms of me being a woman because finance is usually in Russia traditionally also, it's a, it's a female career. You will see few men in accounting in between, but mostly it's a uh, women's career. So it's, it wasn't, I guess it was a reverse thing, right? And here in Canada, it was like hitting a wall when you come over and you go, hey guys, I have all this accounting experience, including KPMG that is a worldwide firm and I have uh, a degree. And to be honest with you, debits and credits are the same all over the world. Mm -hmm. And by the way, my diploma was in Canadian accounting because I knew by that time that I would be immigrating. And the employers would be like, oh, well, that's all good, but we need Canadian experience. And you go, well, right. I just came to Canada. So, so like I said, it's similar to what I hear the fresh graduates experience where everybody is looking for experienced employees. And then you go, well, how do I get the experience if you don't want to hire me for even entry level? But that was somewhat challenging i would say yeah i feel like that's a challenge in a lot of fields right now is that on the job postings they say one to three years experience <laughs> and then for new grad where like, where are they supposed to get that experience so exactly definitely yeah, a challenge and, for a lot of people yeah entry level was 
something I knew when I was coming to Canada, to be honest, I did my research that Canadian experience is a big demand, especially I did the cliche thing that I now regret. When I uh, just came to Canada, I went to Toronto. Well, 90 odd percent of all immigrants come to Toronto. So the amount of people that are out there in the market searching for jobs is crazy. So the employers can be picky about them, right? So I I think I lucked out with getting a job offer from uh, OpenText and uh, it was through a immigration program that I was part of. Canadian government has lots of support for newcomers. And one of the programs was uh, for skilled immigrants. They would check my credentials. They would actually pre-interview me to put my resume on their website so that employers could be somewhat certain that, you know, you were who you were and your credentials were checked. And that's how I got my first job uh, in actual finance field, where they just called me up and um, got me a job. And my German skills of all things got me the job. They <laughs> they were looking for someone who was able to read and speak German. I'm like, in Canada. I never knew that I would like, how do I get a job in Canada? By speaking German. Good. <laughs> that's so neat. And is, so that's the program that led you to moving to KW? That's right. Yeah. Okay. They when they reached out to me and interviewed me, one of the questions was, "Are you willing to relocate to KW?" And I went like, "Well, it's not much that I'm missing out on moving out of Toronto because <laughs> I don't have a job, and I'm like, sure, bring me in." And that's how I yeah, that's how I ended up in Waterloo Region. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> moving into some fun stuff here. The next question is, what personal financial planning strategies do you recommend? Oh, that's my favorite topic. I can talk (laughs) for for a long time. And to be completely honest with you, I was like a shoemaker without without shoes, as a Russian saying goes, for the longest time. I was, I guess I was so fed up with doing finance at work that coming home, I was slacking on it. But about 10 years ago, I fixed that and I started doing my own personal finance in the proper way. The proper way is that I'm approaching my job. I started approaching my personal finance as well. So um, few like first advice is awareness and accountability are the keys to personal financial success. There is this saying that goes, money loves count, and it's so true for your personal financial success. So always track your spend. There are multiple apps out there from what I know. My personal preference is um, there is a Google template that is, I don't know how much you know about Google Docs, but they have this similar program that is basically Excel that Mm -hmm. is on Google. So I use that bunch of templates out there that you can just explore and whatever fits your needs, just go for it. But as long as you're tracking your spend, right? (laughs) And knowing where you are with your expenses versus your income. So you, I mean, when I say track your spend, you need to track spend and you need to track your income. So Once you know where you stand, 
you can budget your money for the future and set goals that will help you get your dream car, dream house, <laughs> dream whatever you have. Vacation, the sky is the limit. <clears throat> and then uh, when the other thing with tracking, there are certain expenses that you don't necessarily will incur monthly. So when you think that, oh yeah, I usually on average spend so much money a month, you forget about those irregular expenses, say car maintenance, or for me, I pay my internet annually. Um, something that, breaks down. Does that save you Pardon? money, Anastasia, to pay it annually? Oh, uh, it does. <clears throat> yeah, it does. I, I have a oh. good rate. It's not, I'm not like, I'm not advertising. They don't pay me, but the company is called <laughs> Akanak. And I've been with them ever since I came to Canada. And yeah, the only trick is I have to pay them annually, but then they give you amazing rates compared Ooh. to other providers. Oh. And all they do, they use Bell Network. They buy Bell, whatever, capacity uh, in bulk, and then they resell it at better rates than Bell does. Wow. What was, so. what was the name of the company again? <laughs> it's Akanak. <laughs> I think it's A C A. And AC. That's great. Yeah, they and their support is great. I I had few issues so far working from home for the last two years, and I called them up. And honestly, I'm not that tax savvy in terms of all the IT stuff, and they were super patient with me. And they would be like, "Yeah, go find that big black box and push that button. <laughs> and do you what do you see now? What's blinking there?" I'm like, "Oh." So yeah, they were they're great. Okay, I digress. Sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna follow up on that because I unless is there more that you wanted to say though about about the financial planning strategies? Sure. Um, like I said, set smart goals and make sure you put money away from each pay towards that goal because you know goal is as good as its implementation, right? <laughs> and then the other Timbit that I found useful when shopping use lists, because it's so easy to, ooh, look, this is on <laughs> sale. I definitely need it. And I'm saving money while getting it because it's on sale. Well, the best money saver is not buying anything. I mean, <laughs> If you don't really, really like there is needs and wants. And that's another thing that I found uh, for shopping purposes, the marketing works to works towards pretending or, you know, coloring something. Oh, those fancy shoes. You can't live without them. Well, ladies, you can. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Oh, my gosh, those shoes are just. I, I totally need them. I will die on the spot if I don't get them. But uh, it's not really a need as a want. And once you start figuring out your wants versus needs, that's where you start actually knowing that you're spending money wisely as opposed to making the spontaneous decisions that uh, marketing people are trying to get you into. <laughs> so that's... 
think that's all I had to say about the <laughs> strategies. It's maybe it's not a strategy. I'm sorry, I don't have like big solid strategies there, but no, I think that's great. And it's it's comforting for me to hear something like that because right now, since COVID or when COVID hit, I started a budgeting track sheet essentially on Google Docs as well where I put in, you know, this is going to be my income for the year or per month. And then I track all my spending per day. And it's, it's this thing that I created to give me a sense of comfort. Because I I mean, I always stress about money, I've always done it, I, I feel like I'll never have enough of it. Um, so I know, like, I don't know if you've read The Wealthy Barber, but one of the things that he says is to put away 10% of every paycheck. So I'm wondering if you have similar rules for yourself, or if it's more about achieving, you know, setting a dollar value and budgeting to achieve that goal. What I do, I set a budget for myself, like, for instance, this year, I'm saving up for my vacation. And I know that my budget is say $2,000 have um, for for the trip and expenses that I will be having on my trip. And then I know that I need to put aside X amount of money of that uh, per pay to get me to my trip in October that is planned. So and I start putting it aside and as many accounts there as you want for free. Oh, another advertising here. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I create a separate account for my vacation savings and I set up my uh, account that I get my paycheck into to automatically pull money into that vacation savings account monthly. Oh, and okay. I don't even see it. It's It's not something that I will forget to do or you know, oh, well, maybe I will, you know, skip it this month. No, it's all like, it's behind the scenes. It's pulling money out of my account. And once I was booking my trip, I just went to that account and paid out of it. So it's another thing. And when you said, Natasha, that you're tracking your spend and reviewing it monthly, that's that's a smart thing to do too, because without going back and seeing what you're spending money on <laughs> the exercise loses its point i do a monthly review and then at, after a year is over i review the whole year to see okay. where my spent was like massive or where i i didn't realize i spent i don't know five thousand dollars on movies i mean i didn't apparently we're all locked down but <laughs> amazon shopping let's put it this like put it to COVID realities. We all, like some people, I don't want to generalize, but people do Amazon <laughs> shopping. People as in me does Amazon shopping and goes crazy on her Amazon shopping from time to time. But then when I went back and looked at the annual spend, I'm like, yeah, we will cap that one this next year. And let's say it's going to be $100 a month, right? On the random Amazon stuff. And Sure enough, this this year I'm tracking it. Yeah, and I feel like for me anyways, it's a bit of a competition with myself to try and come in under budget every month. So and and it does prevent me from spending money on things that I don't need. That yeah, you get, yeah, you get the competition with yourself. You're right. It's like, oh, can I do better next month? Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> what else can I cut out? <laughs> but That's yeah, make something. sure though that that extra money goes towards something meaningful because it will be the reward, right? Because at right. some point you will be like, okay, and now what? Oh, let's go crazy <laughs> spend this money and. Yeah, that's where the goal setting kicks that, in. That kind of leads yeah. into my next question, which is about RRSPs, TFSAs, and investing. And what are your recommendations when it comes to either putting money in an RSP that you get the tax um, kickback or putting it into a TFSA? And then any investing strategies that you recommend? I love the kickback word from tax kickback. Like, sorry, yeah, <laughs> yes. it's not me making fun of you. I'm like, oh, that's so Russian. Like in Russia, they have all the kickbacks. I'm like, yay, government is giving you kickbacks for saving up for your retirement. Um, depending on where you are with your life and what your goals are like. So if you're uh, saving up for a house, probably TFSA would be uh, the way to go. Uh, if you are, like in my case, I put away money for retirement. I do the whole, uh, when I do my annual taxes, the um, TurboTax has this neat tool where they tell me right away how much the government will give me in the kickback if I, <laughs> if I put so much in retirement and that's what I will do with the excess that I might have saved up or to, you know, get the extra money. Um, investment strategies, like I, I save up for my kids' education because I believe in education being not an expense, but uh, an investment. So their RESPs being filled up Again, it's not helping me with my taxes by all means, but it helps them hopefully to, you know, get a good start in life. Otherwise, I'm not an investment advisor. <laughs> I know that real estate was a popular one until the market exploded like crazy around here, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't feel qualified to give personal <laughs> investment advice to be honest with you like mine is like i said i put some money aside for retirement i pay up my mortgage when i have the extra money i'll just put extra money in my mortgage to get it done and gone with quicker and and you did talk about your kids a little bit and and investing in their future education so how if you know there's parents who want to teach their kids about money do you have tips and tricks for them how did you oh, teach, or how are you teaching your children about money yeah absolutely when when my kids were younger when they didn't really realize the whole idea of money i would say five-year-old when we started the whole star system so I have whiteboard in my house. I am that a little bit crazy of an accountant that has whiteboards everywhere <laughs> at work in my kitchen. Yeah, go whiteboarding. Uh, so anyhow, um, I put a section there where for good behavior, they would earn stars for being mischievous. I would take the stars away and then uh, Star was basically, you can assign any denomination to it, a quarter, 50 cents, a dollar. I went with a dollar and once they 
got to ten dollars ten stars i would be like okay guys would you like a new toy and we would go to walmart and pick out the toy or dollarama and pick out the toy and that's how i introduced them to the whole idea of earning your money now that they are older we're still using the star system to an extent but i also explained to them they just got they have this online game they're crazy about so i gave them for christmas i gave them a subscription for that game that gives them x amount of game money uh, and my daughter who is the craziest spender she spends it all <laughs> right away and then the whole month she walks around with the whole well that was it right i'm like yep <laughs> and my son is the opposite he's like oh i still have some money oh, i'm good and uh, that's i think another way like a game form of explaining the value to the kids and now my daughter is getting getting there with the whole well maybe i won't spend it all right away in case something else comes up during the month that i really want i'm like oh there we go you're getting there <laughs> you know slowly but surely that's great advice yeah yeah so Anastasia, one of the reasons why I love following you and I love working with you is that you are you are a mom, you're a leader, you're a professional accountant, you volunteer. And so what strategies do you use to balance your family, personal and professional goals? I have well, I try to balance them, okay, Diana. It's like a work in progress. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna say, oh yeah, I know it all. I'm all so well balanced. But I always have this list of priorities in my mind where I know how my career is important to me, how my family is important to me, and how my volunteer work is. So I, I have a, yeah, a list of things in the order of importance that I come back to mentally here and there. and. Uh, see if I'm devoting enough time and attention to the, those areas and what can be improved to, you know, what can I do for those areas to make my family happy, to ensure my career is advancing well and so on and so forth. So revise those. Also, I, I, I love this uh, phrase. When I was l leaving university, few people used the sentence, that when taking care of number one, I've never heard it before. Maybe it's just, uh, you know, the language difficulties that I might have, but taking time for myself and making sure that I do my runs or I watch the show that I really love. So making time for myself is another part of my strategy and revising things regularly where Diana, you know, I, I was a treasurer for the Waterloo Region Crime Stoppers. I started back in September. Now that I have a new job that I have to learn from scratch, I stepped away from that volunteering and I'm uh, concentrating now on less time demanding volunteering where I can just participate in a one-off projects as opposed to spending eight hours, at least eight hours a month on something. So knowing my limitations are revising them based on what's changing in my life is another way of managing and balancing things around. 
Yeah, I think that's so important to mention that just knowing when to say no and when you're reaching your limit. Something that I've been trying to do lately as I'm moving (laughs) and doing my master's and working. And so I think that's a really good point, Anastasia. I think, yeah, Yeah. Deanna, you always inspired me. Like the (laughs) things you do and the amount of things you manage and the positivity you bring to the table <laughs> while managing all those things it's it's mind-blowing like honestly oh thank you <laughs> um the next question i had was do you have any advice for either new moms or women who are thinking of starting a family but are struggling with the thought of their career being put on hold I was in my third year of my certification when I had my twins and when I was and yeah I was working at open text back then so my career was underway and to it was scary I was just there is no right time for the children as they say mm-hmm. uh, never like there is no perfect timing so if you want to have kids just take a jump into it. However, they're not hindrances to career, especially in Canada. I found it's just so easy because you get the year off, unlike the States, you have what, three weeks and then like, oh, you had a baby. Well, good for you, come on up, work away. Uh, and if you have enough support from your family and you know you can plan like you can afford it financially daycares are out there everything in a year you'll be fine it was it's tough to come back to work from you know oh they're so little they might need my time like they need they need me but once you get back to work it's it's fine and career just restarts and like i said i continued my certification through it because when I knew I was pregnant and I was in the middle of the certification, I was like, well, should I maybe just, you know, pause my certification and go back to it once my kids are bigger? I'm like, yeah, right. You will have a full-time job, children, and go back to school. Or I can, while I don't work, try to get my certification finalized. And that's what I went with. So it I don't think it pauses your career that much. Great. That's nice to hear. (laughs) (laughs) So our last question before we go into just a couple of fun closing questions is you just made this transition from working at the university to back to um, a manufacturing company. And so what are you looking forward to next in your career over the next couple of years? And what projects are you really looking forward to working on? I have just, the the job that I took now is a new area in finance for me. Controllership is something that I have had exposure to, but that's about it. So I'm looking forward to learning controllership in depth. It's, if you want to, it's a hardcore accounting part of uh, finance. So this is the last area in finance that I would ever want to, uh, learn about. Sorry, it sounds like final. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've <laughs> I've tried so many other areas, and I I love them all. 
so this is like a miss missing piece of the puzzle to me that I feel I am completing right now. And also I am somewhat recent to leadership. So I'm looking forward to developing my leadership skills as well in the next few years. And then hopefully at some point becoming, you know, financial director at, at a manufacturing facility in like maybe 10 years after the children are bigger and I have all the experience that it takes. But yeah, that's that's my plan. Oh, man, I love so much of that, that you're trying something new and growing and also just that you mentioned leadership because you are such a leader and I love that. Thank you, Deanna. Okay, so at the end of every interview, we like to just ask a couple of fun questions. And so the first one is, what was your first job? My first job was a translator. I was interpreting and translating at a company that was making flags. So that was my university job. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. My question is, when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? My first dream job was a volcanologist. I was five and I was so fas fascinated by volcanoes that I was like, mom, I want to be volcanologist. And she goes, say what? We're in Moscow. The closest <laughs> volcanoes that are out there are in the far east from Ru in Russia, which is like 5,000 kilometers away. Still, I love volcanoes. I want to research them. So that was my first dream job. And then when I was seven, my uh, career path was like I was torn between uh, becoming a, a Russian army soldier and a biologist. So, yeah, wow. I was, <laughs> yeah, random things. Okay, next question is, who inspires you? People do in general, to be honest. I find people fascinating. If we're talking leaders-wise, I find Pink fascinating. Pink as in uh, the singer, she is, she has this, to me, the inspiration and telling the ladies that it's okay to be you and, uh, you know, take your own path and don't yeah. look at what others will think or say about it. So she really is uplifting to all the ladies out there with her performance I, I don't want to even say singing because she's more than just a singer like her social uh page is amazing so yeah i i think i'm a big fan of her as an inspiring female leader that's great um the last one is do you have any favorite quotes that you live by favorite quotes happiness is an inside job and it goes hands in hand with this Russian saying that goes, when looking in a puddle, some see mud, some see reflection of the sky. And it reminds me of how our own way of looking at things is a key to our happiness. So we basically have the key to our happiness, right? Always with us. And the work-related quote that the work-related quote that I really love is, I'm a movie buff, and I don't know if you ladies ever seen uh, Pulp F Fiction by Tarantino, but there is this character there that is, uh, when he introduced 
themselves. He, he goes, I'm Mr. Wolf, I solve problems. And to me, it resonates with how I see my career is like, in essence, any job is meeting someone's needs. So solving their problems for them is basically what I do. So that's another quote. I love that. I've I never seen those. that movie. <laughs> I'll have to go see it. I don't. Oh, I, I was just thinking. Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> it's a it's a very brutal movie, but it's classics. And Tarantino makes like hardcore action movies with blood and gore. If you're not into it, you, I may not recommend it. But once you watch his movies, they're just so well made. It's it's just art to me, like movie art. Amazing. I love it. Well. Thank you so much, Anastasia, for being on the podcast. This has been so much fun and so educational (laughs) that we so appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, ladies, for your time as well. I'm looking forward to listening to it, even though I might not like the sound of my voice, but I might get over it. Ladies, all all the best luck to you with this podcast. I think it's the amazing thing that you're doing and... Thank you. Best of all to you. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to keep hanging out with us, come say hi on Instagram or Twitter at leadherlifepod. Or if you have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email at leadherlifepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep leading your life. Okay, bye.